0: Greetings everyone, I'm back with episode number three of Miss Callie's story. Thank you so much for listening. When I arrived for my next visit with my good friend and teacher Miss Callie, the nurse wheeled Miss Callie out in a real pretty dress. They laughed and said, here she is. Miss Callie said that since you didn't like that big bow that made her look like little Sally Walker, she said that she was never ever going to wear that bow again. The nurse said to me, You know, she really loves you. Miss Callie was quiet that day. She was quiet for a very long time. She just sat humming and looking up toward the sky. Then she looked over at me and she said emphatically, I don't feel like talking right now. <laughs> I replied back, that's okay, Miss Kelly. I don't feel like writing right now. I thought to myself, I'm so thankful that I know the spirit of this beautiful soul. I knew how to wait. I was glad that I could wait as long as she needed me to. And if she didn't wanna talk at all, then by golly, that was all right too. She was well deserving to have whatever she wanted. But more than anything, I was glad that I had gotten to know her way. I had gotten to know her spirit. Looking at this frail, beautiful, wise, funny, 80 lady, I felt so honored to be in her presence. At that moment, it was as if I was in the company of royalty and an angel, all in the same body. Good Lord, I thought to myself, who is she really? How did people miss out on getting to know this lady? Darn it, I thought to myself. I felt angry and sad at the same time. We have a tendency to miss out on the most important things in life. Why do we do that, I thought. At that moment, I was so glad and proud of my own self that I had not allowed myself to be so busy with the cares of this world, that I would miss these precious moments. I was so glad I wanted to run, dance, and leap for joy. Without even hearing the remainder of Miss Callie's story, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that she was the way that she was because at some point during her journey, She made a conscious decision to allow Jesus Christ to take his place at the center of her being. I just knew it. I knew that she allowed him, Jesus that is, to have a a forever seat, a forever seat at the head of her table. I felt like she had reserved that, that spot that place, that position, just for him. I kind of felt like her boyfriends and her husband wanted that seat. Knowing her the way I knew her, I kind of felt like they wanted all of her. I don't know for sure, because she hasn't told me that part of her journey yet. But seeing her and the little that I knew about her, I'm thinking that her husband probably beat her because he wanted that part of her that she had reserved for the Lord. Wow. It kind of just came to me seeing her so regal and strong. I would bet right now that he beat her because he wanted the Lord's spot in her life and she wasn't having it. She wasn't giving him that. Well, if you haven't listened to a little bit of Miss Callie's life, what do you think? You think that her husband wanted all of her? you wanted that part that she had reserved for the Lord I kind of felt like they wondered what they couldn't have and what was not theirs to have I was curious though as to what stage of her journey was that decision made to make Jesus her all in all Wow. That decision to make him her forever seat, to give him the forever seat at the head of her table, I kind of think that that decision had a sound. I think it had a sound. She kept right on looking up at this cloudy sky and humming. Her humming was so slow and slow. Almost like a moaning sound. I could barely make it out. I got closer to her and put my ears close to her mouth, trying to hear. But she just kept on humming. And then finally, I recognized the tune I've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. Trusting in his holy word. He never failed me yet. She just repeat. She kept repeating it over and over again. I wanted to help her sing it because I knew that song. <clears throat> then I cleared my throat and wet my lips. Thinking that if I wet my lips, I would sound a little bit better. Oh oh, oh oh can't turn around you've come this far by faith i wanted to sing that to her about her i said it again you've come this far by faith leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word, he never failed you yet. And then she chimed in, oh, 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 can't turn around come this far by faith she said no I've come this far by faith I said Miss Callie that's what I was saying I was singing about you I thought she was gonna laugh but she didn't she looked up at me smiling she said what you know about Miss Callie girl which Miss Callie do you know the old lady in the nursing home or the young Callie that lived a thousand lives. And each one of those lives had its own unique sound. Which one do you know? Which Callie do you know? Without saying she was now ready to talk, she just began talking. I smiled to myself. Feeling proud that I knew her better than she thought I did. I was extremely humble, yet proud of myself that I had taken time to get to know her sounds, get to know her spirit. I realized that day that I loved Miss Callie. I loved her a whole lot because she was worth loving. She became my teacher my teacher of what was important in a life lived for 80 years. Or like she always said, maybe 85 years. I realized that day that I might not live to get to be 80, but I determined, sitting in this nursing home, on the nursing home porch, that I would live my life with purpose. I determined that I would not miss The sounds that came with living. I learned a big life lesson from Miss Callie. Her sounds allowed her to live high above her circumstances. The circumstances of not being able to see her children, not being able to lay eyes on them only every once in a while. They sent her money. Many times, they gave the nurses money, extra money. They gave the nurses cards and flowers for taking care of Miss Callie. I was told that they couldn't bear to see their mother in the state of old age. Well, doggone it, doggone it all day, I said. I was so angry with those children of hers for missing out on all that I was gleaning from her. But then it came to me quickly. That it was not for them. It was for me. I kind of think Miss Callie could read minds. Because she always read mine. Because she said to me in almost a whisper, Don't be mad with my children. I'm not mad. You can't be mad if I'm not mad. They don't understand true forgiveness. Even though they have lived long enough and have claimed to know the good, good Lord long enough to be able to forgive, but they still have not. So I just leave them be. It's their choice. We all have a choice. My children, they got children of their own. And I pray that they would never have to experience what it feels like not to lay their eyes on their own children or feel their children's touch. But I don't fret anymore over not seeing them. God put me in the hands of some good people here. And then he sent you to me. (laughs) You do what a daughter could do or should do. Your hands are gentle on my old, tender, wrinkled skin. I look at your hands moving all around on my wrinkled body. Then I look up at your face, your face, and I see your love. Love for a woman that you know nothing about, absolutely nothing about. Well, that's how life is. When you see all these old people in here, most of them are like me. Most of them. Every once in a while, I'll see a family, I'll see a child come in. Sometimes i see a grandchild come in. To play with them, to put those ugly bows in their hair, to play with them like they are children. But it makes the parents laugh. Sometimes I walk around in here and I can get a whiff of death. Our old half dead bodies smell just like dead meat. But when you waltz in here and grease me down and put that special lotion on me, you make sure I don't stink like dead meat. Have you ever smelled it, she asked. I said, Miss Kelly, I've never smelled the dead meat and I won't ever let you stink. Trust me, I will never let you stink and smell like dead meat. She continued to talk. Blood relatives don't mean a cotton-picking thing if they ain't got no real love for you. Don't mean nothing. Listen, little sweet pea. <clears throat> that was the first time she called me that name, and I rather liked it. She said, listen up. Forgiveness was a gift that Jesus Christ, our Savior, left to us when he died on Calvary's cross. He said, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. So you see, I forgive my children. They don't know what they're missing out on. During these last years of my life, Of being here on earth. They don't know what they're missing. They're glad to be free of me. I know about the gifts and the cards they send to the nurses. The nurses always tell me. Because it makes them happy. But I don't get a gift. I don't get a card. But I got the gift of you. She cocked her head to the side and she said, I can't recall which one of those girls in the Bible that sat at Jesus' feet. The one that he said, she sat at his feet and she got that good part. I don't remember her name. Well, that's you. You are getting that good part, my dear. Every time you come in here and listen to my mouth, And listen to my crackly singing. Every time you grease me down, you're getting that good part. Every time you lift up these old hanging titties that's almost in my lap now, you're getting that good part. I'm being blessed. And you're getting that good part from the Lord. So don't you be sad. And don't you be mad. She said, the sound of you massaging me, all in my scalp, the sound of toenail clippings popping everywhere when you cut them, the smell of lavender everywhere. That's the hand of God on me and you. I thank my God for you, because you are my daughter. Miss Callie was talking, but she wasn't looking at me as she talked. I was so glad she wasn't looking, because my tears had taken over my whole face, and my nose was running all over the place like a child's nose. My heart was overwhelmed with her words of love, that were for me I didn't even know that she felt that way about me Lord Jesus Lord Jesus Lord have mercy was I ever so grateful that I heard her voice telling me I heard his voice I heard the Lord's voice telling me to go to the nursing home take your pen and notebook and minister there My, my, my. I'm so glad I didn't miss it. I'm so glad I didn't miss his voice. But I heard him. I heard him telling me, go to the nursing home. Take your pen and your notebook and minister there. It scares me a little bit to think that maybe... I could have missed it, but I didn't. That sound of him telling me to go there to the nursing home would be with me forever. carrying me from one place in life to the next. The sound of Miss Callie's words today, Would never leave me. How would I ever forget. The sound of Miss Callie's voice. Time does have a sound. And I would cherish it forever. Just as I would cherish her forever. Miss Callie without looking at me she asked. Do you like the sound of raindrops? I replied back to her. No, I never really thought about the sound of rain. Well, you should, she said. It makes a different sound, rain does, depending on what it's falling on. We had a house with a tin roof, and when the rain fell on it, it sounded like music of different types. I would tap my fingers to the different sounds. Many nights when my parents argued about the bills that they couldn't pay, I would hear the sound of the raindrops. I would hear them in my head and I would tap myself to sleep. I can still do it right here in this nursing home. Don't get me wrong now, I'm grateful for this home. It's my home now, it's where I live. And it's where I'll die. This is my home. Where I still hear the sound of raindrops and where I still tap myself to sleep. I'm grateful for my home. The people are good to me here. Even though she was talking strong, I still noticed that Miss Callie was not herself. Her conversation was kind of all over the place. And she was unusually distracted. I said, Miss Callie, what's wrong? You don't seem like yourself. Are you sad, Miss Callie? I asked. If you are, it's okay to be sad. You can be whatever you want to be. She looked at me hard and long. She said, You asked me, but you didn't let me answer. No, I'm not sad. I'm just having a hard time remembering today. My grandmother was like that when she got old, she said. Sometimes she would walk over to that refrigerator And just stand there looking at the door. Then finally she would open it up and just stand there looking inside the refrigerator. Us children, (laughs) we would laugh so hard at her. My baby brother would say, Momo, what you doing? He would turn to us and say, Momo's got senile. But she wasn't all that way senile. She wasn't all the way see now. A little bit, but she wasn't all the way see now like some of the people that we knew. Because after standing for a while, she would finally remember what she was looking for in the refrigerator. Most of the time, it was a potholder or a dish towel. Yep, the potholder was right there in the refrigerator where it shouldn't have been. But she would come to herself and realize what she was looking for. Then she would laugh at her own self. Then she would come over to us and say, laughing catches, big mouth stretches. One day, Lord willing, you're going to get old and your memory is going to take flight on you the same way. Just you keep living. That made her smile, thinking about that. Miss Callie turned to me and said, Well, it caught up with me again this morning. I went over to the dresser, but I couldn't remember what I wanted on the dresser. I just sat there looking at the dresser. I still don't know why I was at the dresser. She looked sad all over again. Do I look all right, she asked. Maybe I was looking for something to make myself look pretty for you. Miss Kelly, I said, you look beautiful. You always look beautiful. It kind of went over her head because she asked me, are my lips chapped? How my hair look? I looked at her. Straight in her eyes, so that she could see the love in my eyes. I said, "Look at me, Miss Kelly. You look beautiful. Your lips are fine. Your hair is fine." I motioned my lips, and I kissed her all over her face. I noticed that her body was trembling, so I cradled her small body in my arms because I sensed her fear summertime and the living is easy fish are jumping and the cotton is high your daddy's rich and your mama's good looking I put my fingers through her mouth and I said to her, So hush, little baby, don't you cry. Miss Callie, you're beautiful. Miss Callie, I love you. I could feel her body loosen up She began to look at me, straight in my eyes, and she began to smile. Then she just randomly began to talk. She said, I had boyfriends. Lord, I had boyfriends, lots of boyfriends, she said. Since leaving baby, I loved many loves. I climbed many mountains, and I dreamed many dreams. I looked down at Miss Callie's hand, and I noticed that she still had her morning pills in her hand. She saw me looking with fright on my face. She said, don't let my pills worry you none. These are just pills to keep me alive. But I'm not dying yet until I finish giving you a lesson on what time sounds like and what time feels like. She said to me, do you know that time has a sound? So I want you to start listening for it. The sound. The sound. Sound has a time, she repeated. That is why you're here with your pen and paper, right? I know better than you think I know. I know why you're here. You need to know what this feels like. You need to know what this kind of living feels like. You need to know all these things that I have in my head. That's why you're here. So stop worrying about these pills. Listen up and write. Stop concerning yourself with these devilish pills. I'll take them, just so that these nice nurses won't get in hot water. She kept on talking. After the baby left, she said, I started seeing boys. I rather like boys, she said. I liked them a whole lot. The way they moved, the way they looked when they wore those blue jeans and starch plaid shirts. The way they look when they dance at church. Yeah, they dance at church. In my church, we dance. I like the way they dress for church. I always like the neat looking boy. And I love to kiss. <laughs> Surprise, huh? I love to kiss. I had a boyfriend during the school time, and then I tried me a different one during the summertime. I didn't do anything but kiss. I didn't do all that other stuff, but I love to kiss boys. Unfortunately, I didn't pick boyfriends too well. That was my downfall. That was the thing that hurt me. I didn't pick them too well. She got quiet. But I'm tired of talking now. Are you tired, she asked. I said, yes, Miss Callie. I think we both need to rest. I'll see you later in the week, she whispered to me softly. You need to say, if the Lord is willing, say it. Say, I'll see you later in the week, if the Lord is willing. I kissed her and I said, If the Lord is willing, I will see you later in the week. I called for the nurse to come get my teacher and my friend. I watched them wheel her away. She looked back at me and she said, Until next time, if the Lord is willing. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Until next time, if the Lord is willing. Thank you for listening. This is your storyteller. I'm back with episode number four miss college story let me first thank you for listening and enjoying all of my podcasts i also would like to thank you for taking heed to all the revelation that god gives me to put on facebook i am truly humble and honored and blessed to have you all in my heart I know that many of you are a part of various church organizations and I pray that they make you feel appreciated and honored. But if they don't, please know that I do. <clears throat> I was asked by someone not long ago, why of all people did I choose Ms. Callie's life to write about? Well, my best answer is that I didn't choose Miss Callie. Miss Callie was chosen for me, the me that God made me to be. I pray that Miss Callie's life will be a reflection of what you want your life to be at 80 years old. I pray that she is someone in your life already. I think it's good that we have a Miss Callie in our lives to pave the way, to show us how to do life. At first meeting of this regal, strong, mercurial lady with a southern tongue and a gutsy laugh, oh, and a sense of humor, I loved her sense of humor. It was a little bit offbeat, off-centered. But yet, that way of hers spilled out onto people. Because it could not be kept contained. It didn't need to be contained, that way of hers, that off-centered, offbeat way of hers. This sad and depressed world needed to feel and hear her type of humor. The nursing home needed it. And for sure, without even knowing it, I needed it. And I kind of think that you need it. Let me talk about knowing Miss Callie. At the time... I didn't know her age. I just knew that she was old, and I liked her. Old, and I liked her. I admired that in spite of her being placed in a nursing home, she was accepting of her placement. And she clearly knew how to take a whole batch of lemons And make tasty lemonade. I like that. She was not a complainer. Miss Callie was not a moaner or a groaner. She didn't feel sorry for herself. She was just busy living. Living the life. That God had placed her in. And I like that. I could tell from observing her that she had learned the art of maneuvering through this life that was now... (laughs) Not that she chose it, but it was thrust upon her, this life. This life of living 80 years old. So I would sit and watch her movements. I paid close attention to how she carefully looked around at people. Taking her time. summing them up. Listening to their sounds. She paid close attention to the sky. Or anything that caught her eye. It was clear to me that she had mastered the art of being both attentive and appreciative to the small things, the simple things of living in her current life. I wanted to learn how to enjoy the simple things. I wanted to learn how to be attentive and appreciative. She no longer was in a hurry to be in a hurry. And I like that. It was clear to me that she had finally succeeded at knowing how to take one day at a time. We all want it. We all long to be able to do it. But she had succeeded at mastering it. So I had to know how and when did she learn to be the master of time. Instead of allowing time to master her, I was determined to know. I didn't want to be in a hurry to know. But I just wanted to sit patiently and carefully learn what she knew I was told by one of the nurses that the day that her children dropped her off they said that Miss Callie kissed them and gently took their hands into hers and prayed and when she said amen the nurses said that she never even looked back She just kept right on walking. Wow. I had to take some deep breaths on that. Miss Callie must have known at that very moment that she said her last amen, that their visits would be few and far between. And then eventually... No visits at all. Good stars above, I said to myself. What kind of sound did that kind of reality leave my sweet Miss Callie with? The recognition, the acceptance of that, knowing that she would not see those kids that much. Or perhaps not at all. That had a sound. What was that sound for her? What was that reality for her? And yet, she still loved them. She talked about those children as if she saw them every day. Because she had a sound of them. <laughs> wow. Wow. She even forgave them. Even though I never heard her say that they ever asked her to forgive them. This beautiful, simplistic acceptance was one that I did not yet understand. Hopefully I will not have to get 80 to understand that kind of acceptance. But I did know that in order to be that accepting of that kind of willful, deliberate rejection and separation from your own children, that had to come from having an intimate relationship with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, all three of them, the whole Trinity. You couldn't accept like that. From children that you brought into this world. And children that you even loved as much as she loved hers. You needed the whole trinity for that. For that kind of acceptance. Hmm. I had to. I just had to ask myself. And I knew that I was asking a lot of questions. I had a lot of questions. But I had to ask myself, if her acceptance of those children, bringing her to the nursing home and just leaving her like that, was that because she somehow felt that she deserved this kind of treatment from them? What, for goodness sake, could sweet Miss Callie have done to those self-righteous children of hers? Now, I understood clearly the principle of reaping and sowing. But I also understood the principle of honor your mother and your father. I would find out more about that. About those self-righteous children of hers. Anyway, the other reason I wrote about Miss Callie... Was that my own personal journey. With a wonderful man named Jesus. Was teaching me to believe. And to be led by the Holy Spirit. Teaching me to see things and people. Through spiritual eyes. And not just in the natural. That was the other reason that I had to be in her life for the sake of my own personal journey and how to look at my journey, how to look at people on my journey. I could clearly see that this small-framed little woman had been through some hell of a different kind. A hell that I clearly did not know and hopefully would not know. Yeah, she had been through a hell of a different kind to have this kind of inner strength and still exude this kind of grace and command at her age. Miss Callie was what I wanted to be at 80 Or like she would say sometimes, I'm either 80 or 85, one of them. She said, it makes no matter to me. 80, 85, they're both old. (laughs) That's what she would say. So there you have it. My reason for writing about a lady that would never, ever make the cover of any magazine a Miss Callie that will never be a best-selling book. She will never sit on the couch with Oprah or appear on Good Morning America. But here I am. I've been ordained by a power way higher than any of those people to tell her story. I've been privileged And honored. And humble. To tell her story. To hear her story. And then tell it. A story. That speaks to the fact that. We don't all live. And die in misery. Some of us. Will live. And go out. In a blaze of glory. Flying high. Taking deep dives on our way to glory. Smiling as we go. Hearing the sound of glory. Even if only in our joyful minds. My Miss Callie was a very epitome of knowing and understanding the conclusion of the whole matter of God. The conclusion of the whole matter of life. (laughs) Miss Callie that day was ashy all over. So I spent most of the morning massaging and shining her up. I asked the nurses, what happened? Why is she so ashy? They shook their heads with tears in their eyes. Her favorite nurse said, when I went in to take care of her, to get her ready for you, she said that she didn't want no bother today. And so, I didn't give her no bother. But when Miss Callis saw me, she pointed to the sky, and she whispered softly, just let me look at that kind of beauty for a while. Just a bit. The sky was beautiful. It was a beautiful orange color and it was amazing. It was mesmerizing. She said to me, It's going to be gone soon, but I just want to sit in it, sit with it until it leaves. And please don't talk, she said. Just let me listen. She fixed her eyes on that beautiful sky with that one finger pointing upward. I thought to myself, how interesting. I wanted to look at it. But she said she wanted to listen. Mm. I said to myself, Lord, When will I get to that place to where I I listened for sound the way she did? Who would say that? Most of us would say, I just want to look at it. But she said, I want to listen to it. Hey, God. After about 30 minutes, she said in a quiet voice. With so much revelation. She said. It came in all of its beauty and mystery. And just as fast as it came, it was gone. Beauty comes and beauty goes. It lasts only for a while, she said. And then it fades. You can never really touch beauty the way you want to. You can't hold on to beauty the way you want to. It cracks. It breaks. It vanishes. It's gone with no more recognition of it. It's almost like you never even had it. It was never even with you. It's gone just that fast. No more recognition of it ever having been with you or part of you. And all you have left is sound. Time and sound. Her voice trailed off into a soft whisper. Time and sound. Looking up at all that beauty, she said softly, it was warm to my old body. I felt like I was wrapped up in every inch of it, every inch of its warmth and its beauty. Pointing up to the sky, she said with excitement, I was up there, way, way up there in the clouds, she said, in full color. <laughs> yes, I was. I was up there. She wrapped her thin arms around her body tightly and said, Hold on now. Be still, my soul. Be still now. It's not time yet. It will be soon, but not yet. Color, she said, has a sound. I can hear it. I can hear it swirling all around me like a breeze, except it's warm. (laughs) Swirling all around, covering me up like a nice warm breeze. Sometimes a breeze can be cool. But God knows that I like a warm breeze. He gave that to me this morning. You know, I've been here a long time. But soon, one day, I will ride on that glorious cloud. One day. Her finger was still pointed upward. One day soon, I hope, she said. Miss Callie said, I know I'm taking up a lot of time this morning. I know that you want to hear everything about Miss Callie's life. I'm going to oblige you. I know you want to hear the bad stuff as well. I'm going to oblige you. I'm, but I'm only going to tell you some of the bad stuff, not all, because I don't live in the bad stuff anymore. The sounds that I have are the good stuff. You see, the bad stuff wanted to kill me. Oh, yeah. That stuff wanted to strangle me and choke the very life out of me. It almost did. It almost did. So here's what I did. I'll tell you that much. I gave the bad stuff over to the Lord so that he could avenge me and not let me go to prison for life. You see, that's where that old devil wanted me. He wanted me locked away with no sound in my soul. But I handed that bad stuff over to the Lord and guess what he did with it? Guess. Guess what he did, she said. Well, I didn't know that she really wanted me to guess for real. But she kept saying, guess, take a guess. I said, Miss Callie, I can't imagine what the good Lord did with it. I can't. But she insisted. She said, take a guess. I sighed and said, he threw it into the sea of forgetfulness. No, she said. She said, guess again. I said, he cast it behind his back and he didn't remember it ever again. Miss Callie laughed so hard. She said, you trying to play with me now? No. No, Lord Jesus. I wasn't the one that sinned. They sinned against me. It wasn't my sin. It was their sin. And they didn't even ask for forgiveness. They just kept right on doing the bad stuff. I was tired of guessing. So I said, Miss Callie, just please tell me what the good Lord did with the bad stuff. She said, I gave it to him. Not all at once, though. It took a while. It took a while for me to learn him, the good Lord, that is. It took a while for me to learn how to leave it with him. I had to leave it with him because the bad stuff plumb wore me out. It did. Almost killed me. Then he began showing me how to focus on the good stuff. But not just the good stuff, she said. But the sound of the good stuff. (laughs) Girl, I reckon I got more sounds in my head than I am old. She threw her head back, laughing in that loud, gutsy way that I love so much. And just out of nowhere, I said, Miss Callie, Do you still pray? (laughs) She said to me, Do you pray? I laughed and I said, Of course I pray. Remember, Miss Callie, I'm a Christian. She said, What that mean? You a Christian? What that mean? Most of all these people in here, they say they Christian. But what do they do? Moaning and crying all day long. Remember that woman I told you in room 412? Just crying about her dead husband. Wanting to be with him. I tell them to pray. But they won't pray. They moan and they cry about the children. The children that never come. About the churches that never come, but they say they Christians. The Lord tells us to make our requests known to Him, and He hears our petition, and that He will answer us. I learned early in life, girl, that the Lord takes great delight. And hearing us pray to him. It ain't nothing but talking. It's just talking like I'm talking to you. That's how I talk to him. Early in life. I learned that. He heard me years ago. When I asked him not to let me be a bother. To my children. In life or in death. That's what I asked him. That was one of my requests. And here I am in this real nice nursing home with good nurses. And then he sent you. No moaning, no groaning, no crying, no regrets. I couldn't resist asking her. What her request is now. At this age. She said to me. My request at this age. Is that my children. Will stay close to the Lord. Like I taught them. My big request though. Is that I will fly away with him. Sooner rather than later. But until then, until that time, I asked him never to let me be without a sound. He has granted that to me. I've been praying since I was a young girl, she said. Me and baby, we would sit on those steps, riding in our airplane, And then we would pray and thank the Lord for letting us fly high like the other passengers. And we were not even paying passengers. What you know about that? She didn't laugh out loud. She just smiled as if she had a secret of sorts. I said, Miss Callie, do you think that baby still prays? Of course she does. Of course she's praying. In fact, the last letter I got from her, she was talking about how she was still talking to the Lord. I hesitated to ask about baby's children. But because I wanted to know about her children, I pushed forth. And I said, Miss Callie, do you think that baby's children take good care of her? She said, Oh, yeah, my lord, yes, they do. Babies got children and grands, and she, in fact, she lives with one of her grands. She was so excited in telling me all that, but then she saw the sadness on my face. She said, No need for sadness now, I ain't sad, I'm happy. Why would I not be happy that baby got a chance to grow old with her children and her grandchildren? Fix your face, she said. No need for that. The good Lord has a life carved out for each each and every one of us. Got your life carved out to his own liking. He don't ask our permission. He does what he wants to do. And whatever he wants to do, it's good. It's for our good and for his glory. So fix your face. Nothing to be sad about. I'm blessed. I'm abundantly blessed. There's a scripture about that somewhere in the Bible, but I can't remember it right now. I can't remember where it is. Do you know the Bible real well? She asks. If you don't, that's all right. I'm blessed anyway. That's all I need to know. I said to her, one last thing, Miss Callie, you think baby's got an old dog? She laughed out loud and said, girl, what made you think about that? Listen, baby too old to take care of a dog. But she wrote in her last letter that them grands of hers got plenty of dogs for her to play around with anytime she wants. They keep them in the house. Not like we used to years ago. We kept them outside. But she got dogs out here all over the house. And one of the grands let her even name one of the dogs. Guess what she named him, she said. I said, I can't guess, Miss Callie. She said, try to guess. I said, Miss Callie, I can't guess. Just tell me, she said. Just tell me what you think. She laughed out loud. She said, Old Spot. That's what she named him, Old Spot. I said to her, like the one you all had when you first met her? She said, yes. She got a dog. They gave him to her as a gift. She can play with all of them if she wants but they gave her her very own dog, old Spot. She laughed so hard at that memory, but I wasn't laughing because I was sad, so sad. The baby's life seemed to be so good. It seemed to have such a good ending to it. She turned to me, she said, "Fix your face. I ain't sad." I ain't sad at all. I don't have no dog. But I got Jesus. I got this beautiful home here. I got sweet nurses. That care for me. Take care of me. With loving hands. And loving care. I got you. And I got Sound. Running all throughout my soul. That's better than a dog. That's better than a dog any day. So fix your face. And be happy. With me. Because I'm happy. I thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Miss Callie's Life. Stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. Until then, may the good Lord bless you real, real good. I love you.